evening, fellow patriots. This is Kushna Kitty. It is September 1st, 2021. And tonight, um, I'm going to follow up uh, starting some podcasts based on the clapper I did this morning having to do with medical deceit and what is now becoming what we call medical tyranny. And I am going to do share information with you from personal experiences. So you understand where I'm getting some information from and then spread out from there. Now, to start off tonight, we know our government has three branches and three branches only. The legislative, the executive, and the judicial. And they work in something called checks and balances, which I'm sure you remember from middle school. Now, unfortunately, we have become known as a society that no longer goes by the three branches. We have judges legislating, which was not supposed to be the case. And then we have organizations like CDC and FDA. And then we have global, like, you know, World Health Organization. These are never supposed to have been anything to create laws. And when they are coming out and mandating, people are thinking these mandates are laws. According to the Constitution, they are not. So to my mind, they are unconstitutional and actually demonstrate that our government is acting in a tyrannical way. They are not following the Constitution, the three branches of the government. And as any dictator would do, they are creating dictates and mandates. So I want to back up and tell you why I believe the medical field is one of the worst fields ever when it comes to um, lying and deception. But I'll be honest, um, they're business people, right? I have been around the automotive industry my whole life. And let me tell you, mechanics are dishonest. Car dealerships are dishonest. They will tell you to lie. They'll tell the mechanics to lie. Or they use scare tactics to try to get people to do repairs that really aren't needed. And unfortunately, the medical field is the worst because it is called practicing medicine. It's not really a science. It's a guessing practice game. So let me back up and tell you a little bit of why I believe the way I do. Back, I guess, in the teenage years, whatever, um, I started having some experiences with doctors. I had some issues that were coming up. And we could not quite figure out where they were coming from. They were medical. And that became the biggest, I'm going to say, nightmare in my life. One of the reasons why I completely cannot stand anything to do with doctors. I do not go to them. I do not believe in them. And I'm not going to go into too much detail because I don't go into my private life too much. But we do know that people have what they call genetic conditions. And they manifest in different ways, and there's many, many, many different genetic conditions. Well, when one of these is diagnosed, most of the time there's no way to treat it because it is genetic. And it depends what it is. I mean, there are some, if they're neurological, they can do drugs and all these different things. But again, they are guessing. There is no exact science to any of the medical guessing games. So when you are dealing with anything in a genetic sense, they are saying we think this is what it is based on what we can present, but we cannot really prove it. And some of the conditions are very rare. You know, we'll say things like, oh, one out of so many thousands or something, you know. But how do they know this? 
they don't. Once again, they are guessing and speculating. But what doctors do and what I've realized is they will send you to as many as they can because all doctors get kickbacks from the insurance company and from the hospitals. And then if they cannot fully cure it or know that they can't, you might say, well, you know, it's a genetic, so it's not going to kill you, but it could cause this, this, and this. And those things could potentially cause a complication that could lead to, okay, BS. Okay, absolute BS. What they need to do is say, look, this is a genetic condition, there's no cure for it. These are things that can cause, you know what, you're going to have to deal with it. But they don't do that. Instead, they try to send you to as many places and give you all this hope or give you this or that. And you just wind up going broke if your insurance company stops paying. And then they go on the second rampage where they start telling people, well, you know, this is going to cause this complication. This could be a result of this, maybe. So let's go ahead and do some treat preventative or let me give you a good example that you can relate to. You fall down and you scrape your knee. It's bleeding and you're going to leave a scar. What a doctor might say is, hey, we know that it might leave a scar, so let's go ahead and do plastic surgery now. Why? Because we know you're not going to live through life with that scar. Maybe people really don't care. Why should I spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and all the pain and suffering go along with plastic surgery? I mean, some people might. So that is an example of how the medical field works. Then they get into the medications and the drugs. Now, every time a a doctor prescribes a drug, they get paid from the drug companies, they get kickbacks. And you have to understand these big hospitals, how do you think they stay open? If their beds are not filled, if people are not in those operating rooms, they are not getting paid. Now, after college, I have a degree in exercise science. I worked with um, a large nonprofit and then worked for hospitals for a couple of years. And I worked in what they call their wellness center, post-rehab. I actually worked a little bit with a bariatric surgeon. And what I realized is, I'm going to say, I'll be honest, 70% of arthroscopic surgeries, orthopedic surgeries, are not needed. Meaning they're elective. So yes, you are skiing, you fall down a mountain, the bone is sticking out of your leg, you need surgery. Okay, we get that. But you go to a doctor, you're 60 pounds overweight, your health is awful, your lifestyle is sedentary, you have severe knee pain, they're going to say, let's operate. Now, after the operation, it's going to cause other complications, everything from muscular imbalances, now causing problems in your other leg, your back, shoulders. I mean, it just goes down the road. It's a spiral. And people go through it, they call this medical nightmare. They say something like, well, it started off just my knee and now, my God, I've had eight surgeries. Well, it's because when you have surgery in one area, it creates a biomechanical problem in your body because your body's compensating in different ways. Now you have other issues, okay? When in reality, if you just lost 60 pounds, started exercising, got healthy, your knee problems would have went away. They are so quick. Back surgeries, neck surgeries. This is insanity. Uh, it's absolutely insane. There's no reason for this stuff. It is absolutely insane. Yes, sometimes pain is part of life. Okay? That's just the way it is. Sometimes things cause complications. They cause side effects. You deal with it. You deal with it. 
So my problem with the medical field is, I get it, they're business people, they got to make money, they want that salary, they want their cars, they want their house, the hospital has to stay open. Okay, now comes our scandemic. I'm going to tell you some very scary facts. Doctors were being paid, and I have absolute proof of this, to leave death certificates blank and fill them with COVID-19. I know firsthand, and I saw it from medical professionals, they had a patient in a car crash. They die. Somehow they get COVID. 90-year-old grandma dies of stage 4 cancer. No, grandma actually died of COVID. Poor grandma. Okay, this is insanity. Grandma died of stage 4 cancer. COVID is one number 19. That's been 18 other COVIDs. Okay, it's a flu. It's a virus. It's whatever you want to call it. It is not a pandemic. In 1917, when we had the Spanish flu pandemic, you know, people would stand in line and they would just fall down blood coming out of their eyes, their nose, their mouth. I mean, you knew that was a pandemic. Bodies piled in the streets rotting. That is a pandemic. Okay? We are not in a pandemic. Look at the bubonic plague. My God, bring out the dead. Piles and piles of bodies. But they create this pandemic by saying anyone that even has one antibody of the COVID has this. Now, what you understand is COVID is in all the flu shots because COVID is part of the flu. So if you've ever had a flu shot and they test a certain way, 90% of people will come out with a positive COVID. Now, I'm going to tell you some very scary stories that I saw. A National Guard unit um, in the state where I am was deployed up to New York. This is way back at the beginning when the hospitals supposedly fall, okay? And we were getting reports back from people I know, even though they weren't supposed to, hospitals were empty. That warship that went up to the hospital ship, empty. And then something amazing happened one day. They sent people down to what they call the village in New York and Soho and put up flyers for actors. Crisis actors, point blank, were looking for crisis actors. And in a parking lot of a big hospital, they enacted a pandemic. Doctors, nurses, all played by actors. Why? Because real doctors and nurses were being laid off from the hospitals because there were no patients to treat. Any doctor or nurse that tried to speak out at the time was right away sanctioned with not only being fired, but losing their medical credentials. So people just went along with it because why not? Well, now we know why not. ABC News, NBC, CBS, all the New York stations came out for these spectacles. And they were actors. And we've done this before. And literally, people were filming some of this. And it's proven. It was all over YouTube. It's been on all kinds of um, alternative media. Venmo, Vimo, whatever that is, in different places, people post all their videos. But when this National Guard unit came back, they supposedly all tested positive for COVID, but not one of them was sick. And the commanding officer said, you know what, I don't believe one of my guys has COVID. So he told them, I want everyone to go see a private doctor and get tested. Out of, I'm going to say 50-something people, two came back with positive test results. But when they were tested on base, every single one of them had COVID. 
Not one person ever showed a symptom of being sick, not even a flu, a sniffle, nothing. Now, if this is going on a military basis, imagine what's going on around the world. At one point, they said 600 police officers in New York had COVID, but here's something interesting about that. They all came from two precincts, and they all got sick after a huge meeting. Now, they're saying the meeting caused the COVID, but what happens you put 600 people in a room with air conditioning and pump something into the ventilation system? You don't believe you can make 600 people sick in a minute? I do. I absolutely do. Would I put it past our government? No, I would not put it past our government for one single minute because it fits their agenda. Now, if you remember, I did the false flag one. We talked about all through history, governments have perpetuated false flags. I talked about 1984, my favorite book. George Orwell knew this firsthand because he saw he saw the false flags in Europe. He saw what was done and the hypocrisy. That's why this book, The Ministry of Love, is where they torture people. The Ministry of Truth is where they tell the lies. It is genius. Now, we've done the same thing. I have seen the flyers from New York when this started back in like April of 2020 firsthand for crisis actors, ages, races, exactly what they're looking for. I saw um, flyers for actors to act out all kinds of scenarios. This is not... You can go online right now and look for auditions for crisis actors. You will find it. This is not unheard of. So people, why, so I, I, I'm going to go back to this. Why do not doctors and nurses speak up? Are they really that scared of being fired? Are they really that scared of losing their medical licenses? I think so. I also think it being, they, just, they don't see it's going to do any good. They call it the martyr syndrome. So if I stay, if I speak up, I am going to be basically taken out of the picture and martyred for nothing because nothing's going to change. Do you agree with that, Patriots, or not? I don't. I don't. Because what they're doing is they are perpetrating a lie. They are now part of that lie. Just like everyone running around with a face muzzle is part of the lie. I understand they might not be able to change something. I get it. I understand they'll be fired. They'll be ousted. You know, they're not going to. But, but it's about integrity. All right. Something we don't hear about. Integrity is doing what's right. Even if you're the only person doing it and nobody else knows. That is true integrity. True integrity is doing right because it's the right thing to do. How many people can say they have integrity today? Huh? How many people have integrity? Now, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Capricorn One. It's kind of, it starts off pretty good, but gets really cheesy. I, I encourage everyone to watch at least the beginning of it. It's a 1970-something movie. And in the movie, they fake a landing to Mars. And Stanley Kubrick, who does this, 
he bases it on his belief that we never landed on the moon. And this is a theory. I have studied it, but they believe the moon landing was fake. And that is one of the biggest false flags people say. I don't know if it was or not, but there's an example where they hired actors and that's what his movie portrays. It's called Capricorn One. We did this in World War II. We've done it in World War I. We've always engaged actors to simulate reality to get a knee-jerk reaction from the American population. So what is the goal of this scandemic? Well, first of all, we know it's global. Australia pretty much has become a communist country. The whole world is becoming communist. Why? Again, I believe it's biblical. 100% the beast system. 666. 666 is the number of man. Man and the beast is government. Worship God or man. But regardless, the beast system is actually, is actually man's sinful state of rejecting God, in my opinion, and becoming God. They want to create a one world government. And I'll tell you, it's very scary. Today I read that normally banks up until $10,000 do not report income to the IRS. Now they are saying over $600 of deposits can be reported to the IRS. These are things I've always known somewhere in the back of my mind. I'll be honest, I don't have any bills. I don't have a mortgage payment, I don't have car payments. I pay rent on a business and that's pretty much it. Um, I right now do have money in one bank account or two bank accounts, but I could pull that out tomorrow. If this passes and this is legislated, I will keep maybe $200 in each bank account and that is it. I will go out and buy prepaid vanilla cards and other Visa cards to buy gas and things like that with cash. And I don't use banks as it is. I'd rather bury my money in mason jars in my backyard. Very scary things we're looking at. You know with a touch of a button they could wipe out your entire bank account? They could take every dime you work for and freeze the assets. Um, this is not the country our founding fathers gave us. Patriots, we were in dark days. When we're talking about can't buy or sell, can you imagine if you put more than $600 into your bank, they're going to report it to the IRS to investigate, you know, to keep track of people? And you know what? The people have no choice because they have house payments and mortgage payments and car payments and all these things they are, are in debt to. And that was part of the game. They got everybody in debt so they can enslave them to this beast system. And you have to worship the beast. I have been very blessed that the Lord has showed this to me because I have never done this. And I never will do it. I would literally live in my car on the side of the road. Now I do have cash. And it is well hidden. And I know how to, if we still have a cash society, there'll be bartering and selling and you can go to a store and pay cash for different things. Um, you know, I bought cars for cash and you just have to learn how to split it up. Now, if they go to $600, no one's going to get away with anything. 
it's going to be an absolute nightmare. So I believe crime will go up because people say, screw it, I'm already going to be a criminal. Why not commit more crime, right? If the government is going to make you a criminal, why not commit crime? That's the problem with the prison system. Once you label a criminal, might as well become a better criminal. And who's the best criminal of all? Our government. Yes, and our medical system. COVID-19 was a brainchild of the global elites of the World Health Organization to enslave a global population, which I believe they intend to basically commit genocide and turn our world into an Orwellian nightmare. Now, I hope everybody listening to me has at least read or watched 1984. You have to. I don't care what people say about George Orwell, he was a genius. And what he wrote is so incredibly scary right now. When they say you can't buy or sell, what will you do? What will people do? I know what I can do, but what will you do? I think about the bills that I have to pay. I can go down with cash and pay my electric bill. I can go down with cash and pay my cell phone bill. I can buy gasoline with cash. Um, the rent on my studio for work, he wants a check. Well, basically cash. Um, insurance, okay. Kind of need a credit card for that, I guess, for billing. But I believe you could, um, I'm sure, pay with, like I said, they have all these prepaid debit cards and prepaid secured credit cards. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't. The world that we live in is literally becoming a shadow of what the Bible talked about of his end time prophecy. I don't like going too much into my biblical beliefs. I've done it on a few podcasts because I know there are people probably listening that are not Christians. And that's okay because this is America and you have a right to believe what you want to believe. I'll tell you something, I believe in reincarnation. I do. And yet, I believe that Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior, and I'm a Christian. I have my own views on the Bible, and I don't want anyone to tell me I'm right or wrong. My relationship with God is my relationship with God. But nobody in the right mind can look at what's going on in the world and read that book of Revelation and look at it from a bigger picture to see what is happening. I am going to continue on tomorrow with what I call the scamdemic, going more into um, how the medical system works. The FDA, the CDC, all this came from pharmaceutical companies. How all this is a billion-dollar industry. And people play into it because they run to doctors. I've never had a flu shot. I used midwives. For my children's births, I did not go to a hospital. I did not have doctors. Now, I did use a midwife associated with a hospital because I'm not stupid. I wasn't. I, I have friends that literally birthed in their homes, you know, an hour or two hours away from a hospital. I felt that was not the smartest thing to do. But I believe in natural childbirth. I do not believe in medications at all. I believe that everything can be done holistically and naturally. And so far, like I said, I probably should not, I mean, 
there, I have something that could potentially kill me, but it would kill me because of complications, not because of the actual disease or a genetic condition, you want to call it, or whatever you want to say. But again, people are so scared. They will do whatever the doctors say rather than trusting God, trusting themselves, trusting their bodies. And they know we have, they know they have this control over us. Um, I want to finish up by saying this. I want everyone to research um, part of the infrastructure bill because it does talk about the restructuring with the reporting act from banks to the federal government. I also would like to do a little bit of research on crisis actors. I usually do my podcast in the morning. I usually do two podcasts every um, two podcasts. I'm sorry, two clapper videos each morning, and the three minutes they go by so fast. I could probably do ten of them, and but I do usually two a morning. Sometimes I'll do a third one during the day. I try to answer some questions. Now, if you'd like to get in touch with me, um, all my podcasts are graciously being. Um, Shared through a website called mymilitia.com. They they are an open forum for militias all over the country, which I think is so awesome because anybody and anyone can post a link to any of their groups and be able to recruit for people that want to come to that particular organization. I am totally for that. I am totally for the basically taking down the boundaries of groups and cooperation, putting um, feedback, intel together. Um, I always do tell people that do due diligence. There's a wide range of groups out there, trust me. Not everything that is a rose is a rose. So take it with a grain of salt, especially on social media. And on any site, anybody can start any group they want. Anyone can say they're 3%. Anyone can say they're a militia. It does not mean they are. Um, The organization that I do belong to, I really think is a strong organization. Um, It's called the 3% Defense Militia. And we are a defensive organization. Each state is sovereign. I'm here in South Carolina. I'm actually head of recruiting. But what I love is that we have this national network. And I love connecting with patriots all over the country and that's what i think is so cool about the mymilitia.com website that you do get to connect with people all over the country and discuss things with so many different mindsets and people isn't that what america is all about it's about people coming together to form a great nation to form our opinions to help each other to strengthen each other let's not break each other down let's build each other up and if there are people or groups that don't get along don't communicate with each other, but don't badmouth each other publicly. Don't cause drama. Don't cause hatred. Go your separate ways, just like anything. And if you fall out of favor with a group and want to leave, leave quietly and professionally. Don't badmouth them. Don't talk about them. Don't cause more drama. We patriots have an enemy, and that is called tyranny. We don't need to be enemies with each other. I am Kalishna Kitty. Please look me up on Clapper, Kalishna Kitty SC. I have a Clapper group. Right now, I'm just letting people come on and talk to me one-on-one in that group and answer some questions. I would like to open it up eventually. But again, I try to stay out of the drama. When you bring groups and things like that, you get drama. If anybody listens to my podcast, 
please share the links. They don't have to be in South Carolina. They can be anywhere. Anybody with questions, the best way to get a hold of me, honestly, because I have a cell phone. I find it hard to get on the um, website, even though I like to get on the website with a phone. It's difficult sometimes. Email me at revoltwellness.pm.me. And that is the best way to reach me directly. I hope everybody has a blessed night. And guns up, y'all. Only you can prevent tyranny. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>